You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do you find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Sherbunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting, and who likes that budgeting thing anyway? You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are, You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less than five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money dashflowsystem.com. Hey, Money Bosses, Anna is here and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I am excited for this episode. I'm excited for all the episodes, but this one should be fun because I want to really use this theme of holidays upcoming and start to kind of be creative of how we teach money lessons to our kids. So let's talk a little bit about how Halloween candy, and I know it's coming down the road, could be used to start introducing these money concepts that we've been talking about for quite some time on the podcast already. So with that in mind, I know there's a lot of promotion going on at the moment. People are starting to put up their Halloween decorations. I actually am going to dig that up this evening and start to, even though it's like just the beginning of the month of October, it's going to be here before we know it. And something really fun that we are doing this year is that, well, first of all, we're going to see my family on the East Coast, but also going to spend the Halloween with them. And it's been years. We've lived in California for 10 years now. It's been years since I was actually in Maryland for the Halloween. I love all the fall and so looking forward to that. So I I already know we're going to have a lot of Halloween candy because 
my family, my brother has kids, and I know we're going to go trick or treating. So I want you to kind of think about. All right, here's what's happening with the kids, and I think this. If I further think about this concept, how do we use the candy as a teaching lesson? The kids probably of all ages can benefit from this. I've been talking quite a bit with you about the different types of accounts you can set up, and and the three jars concept, and introducing the allowance. So keep those concepts in the back of your head while we're kind of going through that. So here are my. Kind of six ways slash analogies how you can use Halloween candy to learn more about what your kids are understanding about money and start to introduce these concepts to them and make them more real. Because which kid out there in the world doesn't like candy? I don't think I can find anyone. So here we go. Okay, I've got six ideas for you. So number one is how motivated are your kids to work? For this candy, I know everybody loves it, but how hard are they willing to work? So, you know, granted that you had already purchased them a costume or created one from scratch yourself, I wish I was that handy. What are they willing to do in order for you to take them out for trick or treating, right? Or even buy them a costume? Of course, I'm lacking ideas at the moment for my almost three-year-old, but and he's been telling me it's funny. He's been telling me lately that. He does not want to go trick or treating. I'm not sure what that's about. He only has really two years of experience doing that. Probably just something he watched on YouTube about Halloween being scary. But I'm still going to figure out a way for him to earn right this opportunity to go out and trick or treat, earn the opportunity for us to spend money and buy him the costume. So it's not something that it's expected right every year. For the parents to do, so I wonder what is it that you're gonna do to motivate them to actually earn this awesome, awesome experience. So that's number one. Number two, let's talk about saving versus spending concept. And if we're using candy as a currency, so our currency here is candy, and kids understand that concept very well. Is there any candy left in their little buckets before you get home from trick or treating? So look at that, right? And then talk to them about these concepts, right? When you have a lot of candy, and that's what's going to happen on that night, what do you do with it? Do you just eat all of it on that one night, and maybe you eat more than normal? But is there an opportunity for you to introduce the idea of maybe putting some of that candy aside and come back to it tomorrow, right? Or come back to it, or save it for for the rest of the week so that you can enjoy it. A little bit every day. I think the three jars concept would be really, really handy in this because that includes the save, spend, and give jar. You know, maybe if they spread them out, even buying those jars would be really cool. I will include the link in the show notes. I have found a really inexpensive plastic jars on Amazon that have a little lid. And it has a, a slot for you to drop coins. I don't think you can put candy, but you can still probably use those jars to accomplish the same thing. So go back and listen to that episode. I think it's really handy for this particular concept. But I can almost see how, like, using the candy, spreading it out into these three jars, and you know, maybe some of the candy you can give away to mommy and daddy, right, two days from now. Or you can, you know, you can eat whatever it is that you designated to spending, which is your eating bucket, and then the one you're saving, you're gonna keep for a little bit. So I hope that makes sense. Number three on my list is budgeting versus binging. So introduce the daily limit on how much candy can they eat per day, right? And compare that to real money. So 
If you have five pieces of candy you are allowed to eat from that batch that you collected on the Halloween night, how long is that going to last you? And the same thing if you had $5 or $50 or whatever that number is, how long is that going to last you? Can you spend $5 every day? Maybe you buy a cup of coffee or a lunch or something like that. So use the candy as the currency to start to introduce that being, you know, having a plan versus just like eating it all, right? And again, I'm not after not giving kids the opportunity to enjoy this holiday by any means, but trying to create this parallel between smart money decisions and lessons for the kids and using candy as a fun fun currency. Okay, number four is how do we teach them the tax? How do we teach them that money that we make, candy that we get on our trick-or-treating trip is gonna have to have a tax? And so maybe lay out an example where they have 10 pieces and then two out of those pieces are going to go into a tax bucket, right? So that's, they don't get to keep 10 pieces of the candy because that's how it works in real life. Again, that way, when the real life comes up and they get a paycheck, a real paycheck, they're not expected to keep 100% of it because that's how it works in real life. So introduce the tax component as well. Number five, introduce the investing component. So if we did continue with the three jar approach, you don't have to. You can break it out any way you want. Even use just like a Ziploc bags for this matter. Don't complicate it. If you keep the candy for a week, right? And whatever it is, 10 pieces, 20 pieces in this bag and you commit to not eating it, one week from now, I will put five more candies in that bag. If that stays there for Another week, so week two, I will add another five pieces of the candy that they like. If it stays there in week three and week four and so forth. So the idea is that for them to all of a sudden, in a little bit of time to see, oh, wow, I started with 10 pieces of candy. A week later, I now have my 10 plus mommy or daddy or grandpa or grandpa are going to match it up with the five pieces of, of candy. I now have 15. Maybe I can eat one and I still have more than I initially had and so forth. So I hope this is actually a a really cool example. And I know that you got to eat that candy at some point because it's going to go bad. But (laughs) let's do it for a month and see if this concept will sink about, all right, this is how money grows. This is how you actually create real wealth, even if we're just using the, the candy concept here. And my last one for all of it, I couldn't live without it because it still kind of circles back to the basic principles of money management is how can we instill in them the charitable intentions, right? So how can they be willing to share? And for younger kids, that's a big, big lesson too with everything that they've got. So explain to them, right? And hopefully if you prefer, maybe follow the order that I'm describing these steps in because you can kind of build on, hey, we are gonna grow the money or slash the candy buy five pieces next week. And so since you have more, could you share one piece of that or two pieces of that? Because you're going to still get more than you initially started. So I know that, or maybe you introduced a concept of kids that didn't have the opportunity to to have a costume and go trick-or-treating. Now that's a good option for them to share, right? That, you know, that particular candy or whatever it is. Any other, you know, Halloween related kind of thing. So Those are my six ideas that I've got for this exciting holiday. I'm starting to enjoy it more and more as Liam grows up and really trying to like find creative ways 
not just to, you know, go the traditional route of like blowing money on costumes and, and then simply just eating candy until you like pass out. <laughs> Let me know what you're doing with your kids for this Halloween season and the next couple of weeks. And how do you keep them engaged and creative and still you're introducing these lessons for their finances? So I hope this could become a tradition for your family so that maybe try some things this year and then keep on going. But I'm really liking the, the currency that we presented here. And yeah, chocolate candy sounds like a lot of fun. All right, money bosses, that's all I've got for you today. Until next time, remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, Money Boss, thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.